You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. (sighs) Off and running on this Friday, February 7th. Good morning. Welcome in. Do you think we have enough to talk about today? I do. A lot to get off my chest today. In fact, the show is only an hour. But if you happen to see someone ranting like a crazy person, some tall guy, salt and pepper hair, ranting about the Knicks as you make your way to work maybe in Manhattan later today, good chance it might be me. So much to do on this Friday edition. So, of course, let's roll. Let's try to keep saying together, right? Let's strengthen numbers, people. It's really all we can ask for. The number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I am on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question up for today. We will get to that in a little while. Where to begin? My goodness, where to begin? Okay, let's start with a little bit of a different tact. I am a fan of a lot of different TV shows, one of which is the TV show on HBO called Silicon Valley. I believe it's done now. But on that show, there is an actor. And I'm probably going to butcher his name, but I believe it's Kamel Nanjiani. He plays Dinesh on the show if you've ever watched it. He's just a you know regular guy or whatnot. But he's now set to, at some point, I don't know when he signed it, but he is set to be in one of the upcoming Marvel movies. So as part of being in the, the Marvel movie, he's going to be a superhero, so he's got to get into incredible shape. And he did. And the pictures were on the internet, uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago, and the dude is just shredded, just ripped. Incredible. And he's not a young guy. Probably He's probably, you know, in his late 30s, early 40s. So when I saw that and I was talking to my wife, I said, man, I wonder how this guy was able to get into amazing shape. And we were sitting in bed watching TV and my wife, not mean spiritedly, but said, well, Gordon, he probably doesn't eat a bag of Rolos a night. There's a reason why I don't get into shape. I don't have the willpower. I don't need just a nutritionist. I need someone at my house to actually slap the food out of my hand before it makes it into my fat mouth. I do the same things over and over again, and I can't figure out why they don't work. I actually do know why they don't work, but, you know, you have those moments. That brings us to your New York Knicks. Let's start with the positives, mainly because that will be quicker. Glad they were able to move Marcus Morris yesterday before the trade deadline. An acceptable package to me. Not exactly blow me away, but okay, fine. You got something for him. Smart. Get another first-round pick. Keep stockpiling assets. And the Knicks also won a game last night. Although, is that still a positive? I don't think so. It would be one thing if the win was spearheaded by, you know, the young players. R.J. Barrett or Mitchell Robinson or Kevin Knox. Or, you know, young guys on the team. Instead, it was with Taj Gibson playing 30 minutes and uh, Julius Randle and uh, Reggie Bullock and the like. To me, that wins at this point are counterproductive. And if I hear one person tell me about building a culture, I will punch you in the face and not regret it one bit. Winning games with veterans on one-year contracts when you clearly are a lottery team, thinking you are building a culture is moronic. It would be like taking cocaine to the airport because you want to pet the dogs. This concludes the positive section of our Knicks content. So the Knicks made one deal before the deadline yesterday. Okay. So my thinking was, all right, let's get the trade deadline done. Let's move whatever pieces they can move. I was hoping for more than that, but okay, fine. They moved one thing. They got some assets back. Okay, fine. Now they can focus on the more important task, right? 
to find the right person to run the franchise. The person who will lead this mess of an organization on the court and not just lead them back to some semblance of respectability. That's easy. But hopefully build them into an actual contender for the first time in forever. And the nice thing was, once the trade deadline passed, there's no rush. You can take your time. You can find the right guy. You can interview people. You can talk. Look at all the different candidates. Trade deadline's over. There's nothing really to do right now. Draft lottery is still a long way away. The draft is a long way away. Free agency is a long way away. You can take your time. And rather than do something quick, do something right. According to our Adrian Wojnarowski and Ramona Shelburne, the New York Knicks will hire CAA agent Leon Rose as their next president. I mean, I, I just can't. I just can't. Let me preface this by saying what I think most people are saying on both sides. I don't know for sure this will be a failure. Nobody does. I would like to think Leon Rose and uh, World Wide West will be more successful than the last few people running the team. I mean, Jesus, it would be hard not to be. But I don't know. Without a shadow of a doubt, this is the, that, um, that this is going to fail. But what I do know, without a shadow of a doubt, is that this is the exact same mindset the Knicks have had here for the major part of the last two decades. And it's a major part of the problem with the Knicks. Get rich quick. Shortcut the road to success. Forget about thinking about the long game. Forget about doing it right. Just do it quick. It's the same move. Essentially, hiring Isaiah was. Oh, he's going to be a mover and a shaker. It was the same move hiring Phil was, the big splashy hire. That one a lot of people were actually in favor of. I was not. This was not the time to think outside the box. Mainly because you don't think outside the box well. It reminds me of the Knicks thinking outside the box is like that clip that I've seen of Family Feud from back in the day when they're playing Fast Money and Richard Dawson says to the guy, give me an animal with three letters and the guy finally responds with frog. You talk about the prestige of the garden, the Mecca. How about you actually act that way? Go get the best and the brightest. Not someone you think can do the job or might be able to do the job. Someone who has done the job. And let's start right there. Before we get into Leon Rose and all the other parts of it, and 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Were there roadblocks to landing Masai Ujiri? Absolutely. You know what I'd say to that? Damn the torpedoes. That's the best guy. You want to change the narrative? You want people to sit back and say, wow, maybe the Knicks are doing it di- doing it right this time. Well, do something differently. Go get that guy and don't take no for an answer. Well, Gordon, he's under contract. Yeah, like Bill Parcells was under contract. Like Bill B- Belichick was under contract. Contracts are made to be broken. If you want to sell us on the prestige of the garden and the mecca of basketball, how about you actually... Act like that. Go get the guy. And don't take no for an answer. Well, he's going to cost two first-round picks. Well, he might. Prior to this year, your last two picks in the first round were Kevin Knox and Frank Nielakina. God forbid you lose those guys. 
Plus, I keep hearing, oh, well, you know, the Knicks have these seven picks over the next five years. Okay. Well, you got all these picks. You have some to give up then. Great. And if you have the proper mindset, which I think Masai Ujiri would come here and realize this is not a quick fix, this is not a quick turnaround, those two picks are very easy to replace. Just take the mindset of the Memphis Grizzlies, which we talked about yesterday, right? You take on a bad contract, you get an asset back, then you're able to turn that bad contract to a contender where the guy wants to play, and you get another asset back. And you keep doing that, and building and building and building assets till it finally turns around. Well, Masai Ujiri doesn't want to come here. Okay, if you know that for a fact, that's okay. I would still say pursue it until it's proven that he doesn't want to come here and proven that you can't get him. Next up on the list, Sam Presti. Same deal. Don't take no for an answer. You consider yourself a businessman, right? Don't take no for an answer. Do whatever you have to do. And yet the the excuses that I hear for why the Knicks couldn't go after a guy who has done the job before. Well, look, the only saving grace is, given how the Knicks hires have worked out in the last, what, decade? They're going to be right back to searching for a new GM when Musayo Jiri's contract is up in a year and a half. The problem is, by that point, you will have wasted another year and a half. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll get to your phone calls, because I know people want to chime in on this. We have to get into the uh, trade the Knicks did make and why I am so against the direction of the team. I mean, it's always about chasing the stars. It's always about, well, this guy's going to come. Now, I mean, be prepared for every story about Carl Anthony Towns from now until Kingdom Come, right? Like Carl Anthony Towns, which, look, would be a, a massive improvement over what you have to watch right now and certainly should make you more relevant than you've been. That shouldn't be hard to do. But it's always the same mindset. Quick fix. Let's turn it around fast. We got to get into the whole Met debacle. We have a very interesting moment of inspiration, which I've really not seen many places so we'll, and has not gotten nearly enough attention, so we'll do that too. And our poll question, which is up for today, it's on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. And it is, according to reports, Leon Rose is set to be the next team president of the Knicks. How do you feel about this move? And we gave you two options. A, smart, out-of-the-box hire. It's a smart approach. It's inspired. Or it's more of the same. Those are your two options, only two options. You can vote on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, coming up. I think you know my answer, but I'll give you my answer. Already this morning, the uh, very popular uh, Nick's Twitter account, uh, Dolan J. Trump, has reached out, said great poll numbers on our poll question, which is up for today, on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. It's all about Leon Rose. How do you feel about the move? Is it an inspired, out-of-the-box hire, or is it just more of the same? Well, for me, it's just more of the same. It's the, it's, it's the get-rich-quick scheme it's like your one friend who never does it the right way. He's always looking for a shortcut. He's always looking. He's telling you about Bitcoin. He's telling you about uh, CBD oil. He's going to make it rich on that. It's always a scam. And it feels like this is going to be another scam. It feels like this is going to be another ch- chasing big name free agents, hoping that they come here rather than building the team the right way. So there's a couple other things I want to points I want to make. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. One of the, you know, people comparing the Knicks hiring an agent to the Mets hiring Brody Van Wagenen. 
And I can, you can see, right, guy, no experience coming into the GM job. Say what you want about the Mets. Say what you want about the Wilpons. The Mets are a way more sound organization than the Knicks. That one's not even close. And think about what that says. Think about that for a second. And think about how much better the Mets would have been if they hired an actual GM. I'm guessing if they hired an actual GM last year, they wouldn't have won and gotten Edwin Diaz and uh, Robinson Cano. The other thing that people are pointing out on the other side is, well, look, Gordon, you know, this has happened before. The Warriors hired Bob Myers. It's worked out pretty good for the Lakers with Rob Palenka. Well, first thing about Bob Myers, Bob Myers walked into a great situation. He did not draft Steph Curry. He did not draft Klay Thompson. He walked in the door with those pieces in place. Are any of those pieces here with the Knicks? I don't think so. Now, look, in fairness, he did draft Draymond Green in the second round. He did hire Steve Kerr, so I'm not saying he's not responsible at all for the success of the Warriors. But when he was hired, he was hired at first to study the job for a while. He was supposed to be the apprentice of, I can't remember the GM's name that was there before, but he was supposed to work under him for a while and, and kind of get his feet wet and learn t- what he didn't know walking in the door. Larry Riley, that's the guy who drafted both uh, Curry and Clay Thompson. Rob Palenka, for all you want, I mean, how, who people? what people are giving Rob Palenka credit for, uh, for getting LeBron? I don't even think he met with LeBron. I'm pretty sure Magic is the one that that met with him. And I don't even give Magic credit, mainly because LeBron wanted to be in L.A. And Anthony Davis wanted to be with LeBron. To me, this is the same old approach. Let's make the splashy move. Let's go after stars and free agency. It's always the same. And let me ask you this. If it's such a smart hire, if it's so smart, right, why has no one else done it with Leon Rose? Was Leon Rose – maybe I'm missing it. Maybe I looked for articles – was Leon Rose ever suggested or pursued by another NBA team? A lot of smart NBA teams around, right? A lot of smart organizations in the league. Has anyone else pursued Leon Rose to be their team president? I don't think so. If you're going to go off the grid, this is a smart hire. Well, why go off the grid? You have been proven time and time again. You going off the grid is not like other teams going off the grid. I heard people making excuses yesterday. Well, you know, it was going to cost a lot of money. It was going to cost a lot of money. You're the Knicks. You play at Madison Square Garden. You have lots of money. If you want to fix this, you should beg for a situation where it only takes money to solve the problem. That's great. You got a lot. What? You need money? Great. I have a lot of money. Fantastic. So when people ask, well, why are Nick fans so down in it? Because they've been down this road before. The last time you went off the grid, well, I remind you, you went with Phil Jackson. So, Gordon, you want to give up multiple picks for a GM? Well, if I can get the best GM, yeah, I do. Who's to say Toronto was going to give him up? Well, investigate it more than 24 hours before you give up on someone that the owner himself has apparently, at least reportedly, referred to as the chosen one. Rather than doing it quick, do it right. We're still waiting. And the jury is very much still out.
One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Oh, I was worried about him. It looks like he's back. Let's see. Make sure Omar in Brooklyn. Oh my God! Are you all right over there? What's going on? You're falling apart. No, no, I'm not falling apart. All right. I, I I'm excited about this thing. Okay, we don't we don't know what is going to happen, right? No, we so don't. It's a I have history mark. to look back on. It's a question mark. You yes. cannot say it's a bad. No, I can. I can market. because there are better people who are available, and you can get them if you want them. But listen, uh, 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 let me clear this. Okay, I I wanted Ola Jerry or whatever. You Jerry, okay? Sure. Okay, but the problem is you are. Telling a general one person, you how many times did you say, "Oh, he is the savior," or don't trust on one person to be a savior? Here, there is a chance, and I'll explain what it is. This guy is coming as a team president, and already the reports are that he's going to hire a general manager. He's not going to be like an agent that a Mets hire, and he was taking all the decisions. He's going to hire a general manager mm-hmm. who is a team, uh, uh, the basketball operator, and then he's bringing Wild West who has a college experience. So the drafting is already a plus. Plus, then this coach has, uh, this team president has a lot of contact with the owners, with the players, and how the system works. So you hire a general manager that has an experience with with the uh, basketball operation, then that same guy with the inclusion of team president hires an experienced coach. Omar, let me ask you, you one question. Let me, let me ask you one question. Let me ask you one give question. Give us a chance. Let me, let me, a no, I don't want to give it a chance. Well, I'll, look, I have no choice, right? I mean, I have no choice. He, he's going to get a chance. And if he if he does an amazing job, I'll tell you he's done an amazing job. You don't need but me to tell him he's done an amazing I have one what question. What about the process? Let me, let, process. Me, let me ask you one question. Is Leon Rose the best candidate? He was not the best candidate. All no. right, there we go. Uh, that's all I'm saying. He was not the best candidate. Go get the best candidate. I mean, this is not hard. This is not hard. And all the excuses that people will give you now, well, you know, he's going to hire a GM, he's going to be involved, he's going to do this. It's all the same tripe that you've heard a thousand times. Phil, you know, he's such a winner. He's the ultimate winner, and now you're going to let him build the team. And blah, 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 blah. Isaiah, his draft history, man, you know, he's going to be able to find those people. It's about building a team, man. It's about building a team. And I don't care if Leon Rose knows this guy or that guy and is able to convince them to this thing or that thing. You're going to have to build at least part of this through the draft. You're going to have to. Build some of this through the draft. Now, it's not going to be hard to improve on the next draft history because it's not been very good. For all the talk about the the, the young players, none of them seem like they're a ticket to stardom anytime soon. So when you talk about how he's going to build it, oh, he's Carl Anthony Towns' agent. He's Devin Booker's agent. I would say he's a terrible agent if he's telling those guys to come here right now. Got to build something else before you get to that stage. I hope I'm wrong. I, I'm begging. It would be nice to be able to watch Nick games past a month into the season and not just be pulling your hair out time and time again. Let's go out to John and Freehold. John? Hey, good morning, Gordon. What's up, man? 
I'm going to sum up yesterday in one single word, like I told Brian. Bizarre. Extremely bizarre. But is it really for the Knicks, though? Is it bizarre for the Knicks? I don't think so. This is exactly what I expected. Not necessarily Leon Rose. I didn't even know Leon Rose was a white guy until yesterday. But um, it's not really that bizarre to me when it comes to the Knicks. Gordon, I want to touch on the Rose point of view, and I want to touch on the uh, trade deadline position that the Knicks took with with, – Marcus Morris and the other moves that I, that they could have done and should have done that they didn't do. It, it just seemed to me that Scott Perry was so focused on this Marcus Morris trade that he didn't have time to get on the phone with anybody else and try to shrug off some more of those one-year deals for some more assets, which I think he could realistically could have done and should have done. But I, I'd like to learn more about that as the days go on, what other people he spoke to, what other deals may have been to come available, and what his mindset was that, uh, you know, leading up to the final day of the trade deadline. Now, look, this, this situation with the team president, it could all work out in the event that he bring, brings real, proven basketball people in to go around him and support him. So I wouldn't rule out Sam Presti as the general manager. And if you can get the best scouts, whether they be from the uh, – organization that he comes from or any other organization, that's what you need to do. You need to get a real general manager with a proven track record. You need to get the the player personnel guys as far as the proper scouting department in place, which the Knicks haven't had for many years now, and the proper player development people in place. Now, going on to the trade, at the end of the day, they got a first-round pick, they got a second-round pick, and they got a European prospect. Now, Jerry West knows what what he's doing. And anybody that's on that roster has some form of talent and, uh, and promise because Jerry West has a real eye for talent. So who knows what this European kid's going to be. Maybe he's an asset they can flip in another trade down the road along with the second-round pick. But the thing that disturbs me is when you look at this, Gordon, yesterday the Philadelphia 76ers gave up three second-round draft picks because they needed shooting for two stiffs that they got back from Golden State. You can't tell me that the Knicks couldn't offer have offered Wayne Ellington and no, Reggie Bullock. And, and that, that was would have been a more that should yeah no look that should have been the approach absolutely John I mean that that should have been the approach that was the approach from the moment you signed those guys you signed all these guys to one year contracts with the hope that they build up some value and you're able to move them off for whatever a second round pick something of value these guys aren't valuable to you down the road you know as far as the Morris trade. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. You get another first-round pick, right? I mean, that's great. I mean, it was not exactly the feeding frenzy that I was led to believe. And it's funny, you know, the Knicks signed, what was it, four guys, five guys to these one-year deals with the hope of flipping them, and the one guy that they did was the guy they kind of fell into at the end. The other guys who they actually planned to, to move, they didn't do anything. So I, I don't know, man. It's, it, that, that to me is, is such a, a finer point. It's like you're trying to build a house and there's nothing there. And you're worrying about what color you're going to paint the kitchen. Like, they have so many bigger steps to go through. And, look, hopefully Leon Rose surrounds himself with the right people. You know, the idea of getting Sam Presti, I think, is out the window. Sam Presti was coming here. He was going to be the team president and put people in place. And maybe he would be the GM, too. But uh, I think that, uh, you know, the idea that I've heard that that Sam Presti now, he'll go get Sam Presti. Or, oh, you know what? When Masai Ujiri becomes available, the Knicks will go get him. No, that that ship has sailed now that you you decided to make this move. But given the history of the Knicks, they'll probably, in two years, they'll probably be looking for a new guy.
and they'll they'll go down the same road again. All right, so that's the sideline at the Super Bowl. That's Richard Sherman saying this is not over yet. And it certainly seemed like, from that clip, that some of the Niners were, like, celebrating up 20 to 10. I don't know who the guy is that's saying it uh, back to him. You know, hey, look at the scoreboard. We got a 10-point lead. What was it, 11 minutes to go? It certainly seemed like the Niners maybe uh, let their foot off the gas a little bit, and uh, (laughs) they regretted that. Narrator voice. That was a mistake. Speaking of... The Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM. He is, no, not that we're a mistake. We're talking about the Knicks and the hiring of uh, Leon Rose, or at least the reports are that Leon Rose. Maybe we shouldn't say that it's a done deal until it's a done deal, considering the Met deal falling apart, considering that the Mookie Betts deal is still not official. But our poll question, which is up for today on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, Leon Rose reportedly set to be named the next Knicks team president. How do you feel about the move? Smart, out-of-the-box hire? Or just more of the same? It feels like more of the same to me. This seems like it's about chasing star players, hoping that they're going to come here. This guy has ins with all the players. He knows all the GMs around the league. And look, it might work given the history. A, he has no history doing this job. And B, the Knicks do have history making these kind of hires. And neither has it worked. I mean, they've not worked. It's the reason why you're looking for another guy. What the Knicks are telling you by making this move, if this is what they end up doing, is, hey, trust us. Trust us. We know what we're doing. I don't trust you. You have not done anything to garner that trust. But in terms of giving him a chance, people say, oh, give him a chance. Well, he's got the chance. There's nothing I can do. I'm not going to crush the guy for taking the job. I'm not going to crush the guy until he's actually done something. Really, this is not about Leon Rose as much as it is the Knicks approach. Why there was this big rush to get this done? Why not look for the best candidate? And that's what you have. If you're one of these people, this is a smart outside-the-box hire. Is Leon Rose the best candidate for this job? And I don't think anybody can tell you with any level of certainty, yeah, he is. Let's go out to Lewis and Whippany. Lewis. Hey, how you doing, Gordon? I've been better. Hey. You've been better, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Listen, uh, two real quick things. One, the XFL starts tomorrow, you know, so people that are clamoring for more football, there is still more football. I probably will watch it. It's like, uh, what was that other one, the AAF or whatever it was? Yeah, I know. I watched that for a weekend. This one, at least, it seems like it has a better chance of coming across my eyes than yes. the other one. Like, the first the first week of the AAF was on, I think it was on CBS, and then after that, I never saw it really again. It was like on Bleacher Report. I'm not going to yeah, BleacherReport.com was... for it. It's got to be on some network or some cable or something where I'm flipping around the channels, I see it, and I'll probably stay there for 10 minutes. Yes, it's on uh, Fox, ESPN, uh, CBS, I believe, too. So they actually are going to be on good networks. Also, I know it's not definitely not headline um, Wednesday, but um, <laughs> the guy that I trying to sue the NFL because of the halftime show. Apparently, Shakira yeah, gave Mush- him a- was, was, it, was it Mushnick? His Mushnick was no. apparently not. What a shock. Phil Mushnick <laughs> didn't like the <laughs> halftime wait, wait. show. This wow. Guy, this, guy, this guy said the, uh, Shakira gave him unholy thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those people Those people are walking among us. I mean, be careful, man. Those people are walking among us. I don't. I, I know that there are people. I, I can't get over getting all that worked up. You realize that 
It's not like she did that just for the Super Bowl. Jennifer Lopez, that's her concert. If you go to see a concert, that's what she does. And I, I don't know, in this day and age, it seemed like that's dancing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Let's go out to Mike in Brooklyn. Mike. Yeah, how you doing, Gordon? I love your show. Oh, thanks, man. That's the best way to get on the air is always suck up to the host. Not just me, other hosts. So I love it, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you stood at mornings, bro. I really am. Thank you helped you, me out man. in the morning. Um, but listen, the whole Leon Rose thing, I think a lot of people are confusing the idea of the team president and the GM. The team president's job is political. They need connections. The GM is the one who builds the team. So the whole idea that Leon Rose and he's not, you know, he's, he has no experience and how is he going to build this team? And that's not his job. His, the GM's job is to build the team. His job is to have the friendships and the connections to be able to allow the GM to do his job. What do you think? Uh, well, I mean, he's the guy that's going to be directing the, the, the mindset of the organization. And when you hire an agent, look, I'm not telling you hiring an agent is always the wrong move. Like, if the Mets, when they hired Brody Van, the why that didn't make sense from jump was that the Mets were never changing their approach. With the Wilpons in place, they were always going to be a team that does not go out and spend the big money. So if you're going to hire a GM that's a former agent or a team president that is a former agent, I think it's about to get you in the room with people that you're not necessarily able to get in the room with to make your pitch. That's great. At some point, the Knicks will have to, if they get to a certain point where they have some success and they build some sort of infrastructure in terms of talent and players, where they will have to try and sign a free agent or two. Nobody's having a pro- But it seems like when you hire an agent, a guy with no experience, that the primary focus is going to be building the team through free agency, trying to lure stars here, that that's the way that you're going to go about things. Maybe I will be completely wrong. Maybe Leon Rose, when he gets the job, he'll come out and say, you know what? As someone who's been involved in this league, I realize the first thing, the foremost thing is you got to get the draft right. You got to draft stars on your own and bring them to your organization. It's about scouting. It's about talent development along the way. But it feels like when you get a mover and a shaker, which was what Isaiah Thomas was supposed to be, was supposed to be what, uh, what Steve Mills was supposed to be. Steve Mills was supposed to be this information guy. He was this mover and shaker. At least that was the, 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 the approach that people kind of sold you. He was going to be able to, to, to know, read the tea leaves, right? What he was hearing. And we saw what he was hearing. He heard the completely wrong thing. He heard that the Knicks were going to be able to land these premier free agents. And they never even considered the Knicks. Do we need any more articles about Kevin Durant not considering the Knicks? We got it. He didn't consider the Knicks. Let's move on. I keep seeing our, he didn't even consider the Knicks. Yes, we, I understand. <laughs> We've been down this road before. Don't need to go down it again. Let's go to Stephen in Jersey. Stephen. Good morning, Gordon. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. What's going on? Um, I'm good. I agree with you and I disagree with you regarding the Ujiri uh, situation because I feel like if we were to trade away all those draft picks to get Ujiri, he comes here and now we have nothing. Now no, 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 no. no but, that, but Stephen, that's not true. They have, I think, now eight picks over the next five years with the pick that they have yesterday. So let's say you have to give up two picks. You're not going to give mm-hmm. up your own pick. That's fine. But if you have to give up two picks, okay, then you know you have someone who can completely do the job. And if that's the price of admission, two first-round picks, which 
let's be honest, are also easy to replace. The Knicks have shown you they can, even as a bad team, they can replace those picks by making deals. Yeah, that's fine. But I don't also disagree with this Leon Rose situation because, one, he has ties with Jeff Van Gundy. That's my top candidate I want as coach. If not, Tom Thibodeau and Mark Jackson. He also has ties with John Calipari. I don't want John Calipari as my coach, but at least he has eyes in the college form because John Calipari is a good coach in college and knows how to groom the players to bring them into the uh, NBA. So that's a good friend to have as a scout in a sense. Um, uh, Steven, I'll be honest uh, with you. I will be absolutely shocked if the next coach of the Knicks is not Mark Jackson. I hope so. I, I love Mark Jackson. Yeah. I would love Mark I'm not, Jackson. I'm not here. that high on that move. I'm not. I'm not, not? I, I, because Mark Jackson in, in Golden State clearly was one of the guys that was holding it back. Now they'll give him credit for you know building the defensive culture, but take a look what happened once they left. Once he left, they took off. So I'm not telling you Mark Jackson is the worst hire. He's certainly not when you talk about the Knicks. Knicks have had a lot worse hires. So if it's just about getting back to some form of respectability and getting to the playoffs once in a while, okay, fine. Uh, that's not really the move that I would uh, uh, that I would look to to do. Um, it's not really you know like they talked about um, Adam Gase is where the league is going. Mark Jackson, I don't know if that's necessarily where the league is going. But I'll be shocked if it's not Mark Jackson. It'll be a popular move. It'll win the fan base over, I'm sure. A good portion of it, anyway. Let's go out to uh, Frank and Corona. Frank. Hey, good morning, Damer. What's going on, Frank? Hey, I love your show, man. I listen Thank to you. Thank you. Oh, look at that. Sucking up. That's what, the best <laughs> thing you can do is just keep sucking up to the host. You need more than one hour, my friend. I agree. <laughs> okay, I just want to make uh, one point real quick. You're yeah. saying that the Knicks need to build through the draft, correct? Yeah. Well, every team okay. kind of does. Every team does, yes, absolutely. But if you can't even keep your own draft picks like Porzingis, where, where, I don't understand where this uh, is going to get you. What do you mean? What happened to Porzingis? You drafted him, right? Yeah. The Knicks drafted him. Yeah. He's gone. Look at your previous couple of draft picks. Trier. Um, oh, no. They've not- done, look, Frank, whoever comes here is going to have to do a better job of that. I would prefer to go get somebody who has had success doing that. I don't think that that's that uh, crazy, right? Go get somebody who has shown a success in talent evaluation and drafting. It's different for other organizations when they have built up some trust and they show you that they know what they're doing. By hiring an unproven guy, even with one of the uh, the resume of Leon Rose, what the Knicks are basically saying to you is, trust us, we know what we're doing. And there's no evidence of that. There's no evidence of that. So Leon Rose coming here, I do think he walks into a good situation because how can he be any worse? Imagine what he would have to do to be worse than the previous people running the team. I can't even imagine what he he lost the ability to speak. I don't know. I don't know what would it would take for him to be worse than the people who have run the organization into the ground. Yeah, and for the people who are talking about Carl Anthony Towns and Devin Booker, they just signed contracts not that long ago, and they are now, they're not free agents until 2024. So maybe you're going to trade for those guys? I don't know. I, I Look, that Carl Anthony Towns' name, be prepared to hear that a thousand times. That's going to be the new name. Just when it seemed like Giannis was going to be the new name, the Knicks, two years away from being two years away. This typical Nick approach. Anthony is in Staten Island. Anthony, what's going on, my man? Hey, good morning. Uh, you know, I, look, Leon Rose, 
I'm not opposed to it, and I'm not even opposed to doing it now, only from the sense that he's going to hire a GM, and the GM, you know, hopefully he hires someone that's smart and, and will have enough time to kind of do what he needs to do. But here's my, my real reason for calling. In my core, look, I truly believe, you know, long-term, built from the draft, but when you watch it, what's going on in the NBA today, whether it's LeBron and AD and, and, or Paul George and Leonard, you know, any of these, you know, you know, teams, it doesn't look like that's what's really happening. So, you know, I, you know, so when I look at that, I go, you know, I don't know, maybe, 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 maybe it's almost like the argument, like the, Hey, you got to play small ball in baseball. And, and, and the reality is, is that's not what winning organizations are doing today. So, uh, you know, look, I'm going to give this guy a shot. And like you said, it can't be any worse than what we've seen. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, when I look at that, I go, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, because you get a free agent, you sign it, you, you sign a rookie or whatever, you draft somebody, right? And they lose for a few years, and then all of a sudden they want out of here, and so you're spinning your wheels. It seems like so. I don't know whether or not in today's NBA you could actually build that way. And yes, but I, I, but days, Anthony, but there's a far there's a far greater number of teams that build that. Now look, no approach is a hundred percent. I get that. But to be the, to follow the model of the L.A. Lakers when you are the New York Knicks is silly. You are not a destination. That has been proven to you. You have to do some of the legwork yourself. You're going to have to build this up a little bit on your own before whoever you get to come here is going to be able to swing deals for free agents and convince them that this is the place to be. Hey, here's your chance to see AEW Dynamite Wrestling on March 25th in Newark at the Prudential Center. This is the first time AEW Dynamite has been to the tri-state area, so don't miss out. Text AEW. How do you spell it? To 44202 right now for your chance to win a pair of tickets to AEW Dynamite Wrestling with world champion Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle. Tickets start at just $25 or on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. I did want to touch on a couple other things before we get a couple more calls in. A, the Mets deal is dead, not mostly dead, now completely dead. Steve Cohen is out. Rob Manfred making some comments yesterday, backing up the Wilpons. The problem is, it's kind of hard to take those comments seriously when they've already done this once before, and now they got to go back to the drawing board and find somebody else to agree to a deal when you're going to be paying, you're going to have to assume, over $2 billion, and it certainly seems like the Mets don't want to give up control. So you pay us money, we keep control of the team, we've done a terrible job of that largely over the years, and the worst thing is if the Mets can't find somebody, as we pointed out yesterday, if they can't find somebody by the time next offseason rolls around and get a deal in place, you know what's going to happen. They got $80 million coming off their books. They're not going to reinvest that money. And they're going to be, again, salting away at a window of opportunity with a win-now team where it doesn't feel like they're ever going to get the support of ownership. It's, it's really a shame for the fans. And it's kind of ridiculous that Major League Baseball allows it to happen. The other thing that I wanted to touch on was the uh, A.J. Hinch comments. This is his um, interview on MLB Network, which is airing tonight, I believe, with Tom Verducci. And this is the clip. It's a minute long. Let's see if we can actually get through it. Is your championship tainted? It's a fair question. And and I think everyone's going to have to draw their own conclusion. We have. It's yes. Um, I hope over time. People and, think no. And, and the demonstration with the talents of, the, of mm. this team, the players, the the careers yes. that are that are being had. We have some of the best players in the entire sport right, but you all win together win on the that. same team. Right. I hope over time mm-hmm. 
um, it's proven that it wasn't. But I understand the question. <laughs> no, it's a fair oh, do, question. Do you understand the question? Have to draw well, if you understand the question, and shut up. Um, if you understand the question, you should have been expecting that question. You should have had a better answer than that. No, it's been. I hope over time it's been proven that it's not. No, it's been proven that it is. It's been proven that it is. Ridiculous. He should never manage again. This this is what's going to happen now, right? It's only a matter of time before Lou, the Lunau makeover tour happens. The AJ Hinch makeover tour happens. And it'll happen on MLB Network, right? Get a soft ear there. If, you, if you're not going to get a soft ear there, you're never going to find a soft ear. Let's go out to Spike in Jersey. Spike, go, my man. Hey, real quickly, how many Rolos do you eat before you go to bed? Uh, I'm usually a, a 10 to 12 guy. I'm under 9 now. Oh, so. good for you. All right, well, I'm much older than you. Also, uh, the Leon Rose line that he's white, I almost, I know him. And, uh, I, I, I've got to be honest, I've heard the name a thousand times before, and it's my own perception, I guess, my own yeah. biases, but uh, really, I thought he was really, a black guy. I'm really funny, man, that got me. Anyway, you listen, they hired him as a temporary stopgap because they can't get the other two guys, so he's just a, you know, wait-in-line guy. Let's see who he hires. I don't like what they got for Morris. They got squeezed into that. Someone said that, so we'll see. Hey, listen, let him keep winning games, and you'll start hearing playoff talk. Oh, God. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, they won a game last night, and to me, that's completely counterproductive. What's the benefit of winning that game behind the likes of of Taj Gibson and Reggie Bullock? And and I get it. Like, last night, the younger guys were terrible, so they don't deserve the minutes. But, I mean, what what's the benefit? You're winning a game behind guys who are probably not going to be here next year. And the worst thing is, is that you will convince yourself that one of the, like Alfred Payton, you know what? Maybe Alfred Payton is turning things, or maybe he's a guy that we should invest in. That's what's going to end up, that's the more likely scenario. Let's go to, to Eli in Queens. Eli, my man. Going on, Gordon. Listen, man. You, you know Dolan, and this guy is very sensitive. So you know Ujiru is never going to be the next president of the Knicks. Steve Mills was like his best friend. Matter of fact, he even got he got taken out of that position. Yeah, yeah he just got moved to someplace else. He's still within the organization. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. You're right. There's, there's so, reason to be concerned. Know, had, yeah, this guy has a, a ties to the Knicks already. He was Carmelo Anthony's agent. So you know they, they have they have a friend uh, established a little friendship there. Now the only plus part would it, would be if they bring in this guy West, which is worldwide he's West, so right. called like William West. Yeah, he's so called like the. The, the whisper of all the NBA players now. Mm-hmm. So let's see if that happens. Listen, and one more point. When it comes to the Knicks and the Mets, they share more than the blue and orange colorway. I'm talking about the, the front office of both of these organizations are around like a circus. Like nothing ever makes sense. They, they treat their fans like, they, like the, the fans are idiots. They don't know how to, how to figure things out. The Mets, listen, they should have sold that team. How are you going to tell the guy, listen, I'm going to sell you a uh, right. team, but I'm going to manage it? Right. That's yeah. you, I'm telling you, I'm going to drive it. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I mean, in fairness, you might feel like they treat the fans like idiots, at least according to the reports. And who knows? I'm sure there's, there's, there's truth on both sides, but it certainly feels like they, they were treating Steve Cohen like an idiot. Like you pay $2.6 billion and Jeff Wilpon is going to be still calling the shots. <laughs> I mean, Steve Cohen, I don't know him at all, but he had to be thinking to himself, what? Why would I do that? Very, very odd. Very odd situation, and now we'll see whether or not the Mets. I mean, there are very few baseball teams that ever become available, so I'm sure that there will be interest, but 
when you've already seen the Mets now do this twice, first with Einhorn in 2011 and now with this latest one with Steve Cohen, it makes you wonder. The only positive is it does seem like, though, the Mets are going to be forced to sell at some point. At least that gives you some hope because at times Fred Wilpon has always made it out like he wanted to pass this on to Jeff. And out of all the scenarios, the bad scenarios, the good scenarios, that seems like it would be the worst scenario. All right, it's going to do it for us for today. We're already out of time. We only have the one hour, so that's going to do it for us for today. Please vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. I'm interested to see how it breaks down in terms of Nick fans. Do you like the hire? Do you hate the hire? We will be back uh, tomorrow starting at 7 a.m. right here on 98.7 FM ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.